here comes a powerful bonus episode um, from an individual who you know really went through uh, what I believe uh, a powerful experience through the transition um, and just had a no quit attitude. Uh, and re- this story really proves the power of of, of networking and, and mastering your craft when it comes to your pitch, your interview. Uh, process, so to speak, and, and really not sacrificing on, on what you want once once learning that interest. So um, please join me in this upcoming episode. Uh, it's a quick one. You'll learn a lot uh, about who you are and really do some self-reflecting. Lay up. Lay up. Lay up. Hey, Mike, I appreciate you taking time out of your evening to come in and stop by and tell us a little bit about yourself uh, this evening. I know you got a powerful transition story, and I'm I'm happy that you're going to share it with the listeners out there because uh, it really resonated with me when we connected, and and I hope, uh, you know, some of the highlights you bring and the ups and downs – that you share really resonate with transitioners out there uh, to help them understand, you know, this whole uh, importance of the transition process. Yeah. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for uh, for bringing me on. Appreciate it. Yeah. Happy to, happy to be here and, you know, drop some nuggets or, uh, you know, figure out what I can help others by telling my story. Yeah. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. So yeah, so 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 kick us off. I mean, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, uh, you know, what you did in the military, kind of lead us to, uh, you know, where you are today. The the the, you know, tell me about your old self question, and the, and then we'll get into you know, the the some of the the transition itself and and how it affected you and impacted you. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I spent about ten years uh, in the army. Started out as a nineteen alpha or armor officer. So I trained on uh, M1 Abrams tanks and got a Ranger tab and then never saw a tank again. I ended up actually uh, going off to a CAV unit in Hawaii uh, as an infantry PL, infantry platoon leader, uh, and then deployed to Iraq soon after that. Uh, and so I was, I was branch detailed. So when I got back, I uh, had to move into a, a non-combat branch. Um, so transitioned into the adjutant general corps or, or the administrative branch of the army and, and stayed there for the rest of my career. Did some company command time and, and then spent uh, way too much time as the battalion S1. Um, and that's the, uh, the HR or admin officer. Uh, hats off to my fellow S1s out there because it can be a rough gig sometimes. Um, and that's really, you know, a synopsis um, of the career in short and decided to, to transition out in, in 2016, I think it was, and definitely not a straight path, but uh, ended up landing in a great spot where I'm at now. Yeah. No. So, so why not? Uh, you're a program manager at a tech company. So why not? Uh, I guess the first question is why not HR? Um, you know, it seems to be that that would be a natural alignment. Was it not an interest of yours, or 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 what? I guess. Yeah, that was that was definitely part of the journey. Like uh, up front, I had the internal struggle of you know what now? What do I do with my life? What's my passion? What's my path? And um, yeah, I thought initially after some introspection, you know, I'll go with what I know. I'm an HR officer, so I'll go for some sort of HR management role. 
And, yeah, I spent months studying for the SPHR, the Senior Professional and Human Resources Certification, um, and I got that just to realize that I didn't think HR was going to be for me after learning so much about all the ins and outs uh, on the civilian side. Um, I decided I wasn't going to go that route. I still kind of kept those things on the back burner and took took some interviews. I found it hard to translate some of those skill sets, too, honestly. Um, but, yeah, I, just, I decided not to go that route. Yeah, it just wasn't an interest of yours. Uh, and, and and that's what I, you know, cover a lot with the listeners out there is, um, you know, find, find what interest is yours. I mean, in, my, in mine, I thought I was – you know, mine was actually on the job. I did a year in retail management. I thought I, I thought that's where I wanted to go. And, um, you know, it, it took me, uh, well, it really took me probably about two months, but after 10 months of working for the organization and finally getting uh, my current opportunity, I realized, you know, this, it wasn't for me, you know, and it was a lesson learned, uh, I guess the hard way. And that's why I, I really emphasize, you know, finding yourself, finding that end state, finding that objective, you know, and before you start figuring out where, you know, what route it is that you're going to take because, you you know, at the end of the day, you kind of need to know where you're going. Yeah, totally. I did a lot of weaving around and, and just kind of figuring things out during the transition, which is, is not necessarily ideal. I learned a lot then uh, that I could have learned a lot earlier uh, in my career. So, so tell us about that transition then. Um, I know you and I spoke before, and, and it really is a powerful story. Cause so, so kind of walk us through, you know, how you went through that whole transition process. Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, really, after, after realizing that the HR field wasn't where I wanted to go, actually, I decided I was going to use the GI Bill and, and go for an MBA, and that was going to be my path. And... Uh, I had spent months studying for the GMAT, you know, take that graduate exam, and, and took that. But then throughout throughout that exploration, realized I didn't really know why I wanted an MBA and or or for, for what career field really. Um, so another direction, uh, directional turn, and and realized I wanted to just go right to work. So um, I had discovered really that project management seemed to be uh, an easier way to translate my experience. So decided project management and uh, narrowed it down to tech industry and really just kind of understood after a lot of research, I wanted to be in a fun and supportive environment. Um, I was researching some of the top places to work and narrowed it down to three cities, uh, three cities nowhere near uh, Fort Drum, New York, which is where I was currently, where I was located at the time. Um, So yeah, spent quite a few months really reaching out to veterans on LinkedIn, uh, applying on Indeed, and then using, you know, third-party recruiters, going through those programs, uh, I really just didn't want to settle for cities I didn't want to be in or, or jobs that um, that didn't appeal to me. And, and so I realized after doing that for many months that I needed to pick a city and, and fly there and meet some people. Uh, so I ended up uh, having a friend, a fellow veteran, in about an hour and a half uh, outside of Austin at Fort Hood. And so... I bought a one-way ticket into Austin, and, and he, he let me stay with him and, and borrow his borrow his truck. And I would just drive down to, to Austin every couple of days and go to every networking event, job fair. Uh, South by Southwest was happening at the time, too, so it's a huge convention. Uh, and really just networked for, for two months. Um, and it was such a random 
turn of events, really, uh, I went to a um, a meetup for veteran entrepreneurs uh, called Bunker Labs um, that I had heard about. Uh, I wasn't really interested in entrepreneurship at the time, but just continued the networking. And uh, they allowed me to stand up front and, and give my my pitch, and it was well tailored by then. After months of doing that, and uh, really just a five-minute interaction led later to um, one of the gentlemen I met there reaching out to me and connecting me to to someone uh, at my current place of work, and and that led to led to interviews during that time. Um, and while I was doing that, I um, you know I had to actually move out of that place I was uh, was staying at in Colleen and. I had met someone at that entrepreneurial meetup. Um, another another uh, veteran became a friend of mine, and, and he had a place that I could stay. So while I'm interviewing for companies, I uh, actually had to rent a car, drive down, and, and he had a walk-in closet that, that I could crash in for a few weeks because um, I didn't have anywhere else to go, really, um, and unemployed at the time. So stayed in a stayed on a queen or like a twin mattress in his walk-in closet. Um, did a couple of interviews uh, from there and ended up at that point sort of giving up and buying a return ticket since nothing had panned out that I wanted. And um, on the, the day before I was due to fly out, I interviewed uh, at a company and they gave me the offer that day and I flew, flew home with a job. And sort of mission accomplished and just holding out literally to the last day for exactly what I wanted in the city I wanted and company I wanted and the job I wanted. Um, so yeah, overall amazing experience. Yeah. Th- so, I mean, I, it's the second time I've heard this and I'm still just in, I, I don't know, I wouldn't say all, I mean, just, just the, the power of that story. I mean, um, so, so before we get into some of the details, I, I did, I did want to ask, so, that uh, th- that interview that you had and got that job offer that day was that, and I know you said that was met through somebody at the one at giving your pitch at the Bunker Labs, and then that connection led to another connection. Was that was that a, um, hey, we like you, apply for this job, or did that just happen to be, hey, I found the job, I'm applying for it, and um, by the way, I already have references or or, or not references, but. Uh, uh, you know whether it was a referral or whether that was uh, somebody who was who was nudging you, or, or I guess yeah, that that's the question. Did did you apply for that job yeah. and then reach reach towards your connections, or did you or did your connections say, hey, we got the job for you, make sure you apply for it? Right. Uh, what it was was um, basically yeah, someone that I had met at that event uh, who took my business card and, and heard you know heard what I was looking for. Uh, and I had mentioned, you know, specific companies and, and, and project management. Uh, they, a week later, had uh, had met someone at a networking event, another networking event that worked at one of the companies I mentioned, and they, ha- you know, brought me up and, and said I was interested uh, in a position there, and, and that person said, you should connect us. So he sent an email to uh, to me, and, and that person invited me to lunch um, at the company. And so I went to lunch with them, and – yeah, after just talking over lunch, they said I'll refer you for for a position, and yeah, and that referral led to right away to um, to phone interviews and and the whole process, and that was the rest of history after that. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So, uh, you know, a couple things I just want to recap and highlight, and then we can dive into them a little bit deeper. But uh, yeah, I mean, so 
you went through kind of two, you know, I don't know, whatever you want to call them, two learning points, two failures, two whatever. Hey, I just, I didn't want to, didn't want to get into HR and I didn't know why I was getting my MBA. Um, you know, so, uh, you, you identified that maybe shortly into it or after, but, um, uh, you know, the fact is you did identify and you, and you learned and adapted from it. And then the, to, to figure out what you did want and, and, to, to me, you know, you, you talked about being the fun, supportive environment. So that helped you kind of narrow down the industry in the, in the cities. And I think that's, that's important to identify of, of, you know, what do you value? Um, you know, what puts a smile on your face? Because when you're going through those interviews and going through all those connections and network and pitches, like you're going to swing and you're going to miss sometimes. And sometimes you're going to hit a home run too. And, uh, you know, you want to, it, it, it becomes pretty natural to have that conversation. And as somebody who sat on the other side, you know, I can tell within the first few minutes, like, Hey, this person's just kind of, you know, f- looking for a job, so to speak, or like, Hey, they're interested in this, you know, type of position, this type of role, this type of va- industry, whatever characteristic value, you know, whatever you that that is important to you that you start connecting with. So um, I think that's a that's a valuable point uh, to share there, uh, being one of them. And then of course the other one being uh, you didn't want to settle. Like I mean that is that is awesome. Like the fact that you didn't uh, necessarily go through some of those headhunters and just take you know take a role to get a job uh, because. If you end up doing that, there's a possibility that you're just going to go through another transition or that it's going to push you even further away from what you really wanted to do once you identify that. So, uh, and it makes it that much harder. So the fact that you were willing to kind of take that risk early and um, often, so to speak, to to go down what you truly thought was the path and, and you know, what you thought was right, I think that, that speaks volumes as well. And then, of course, um, you know, the other two... The two transition pieces that we hit on is is the power of networking I mean, here it is basically you were you got you know you got a job through networking but it was to the point where you weren't out there putting the application 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 it was eventually like hey man i want you to reach out i want you to apply to this job i found a job that's perfect for you and like that is like the ultimate relief like when people start coming to you with with job opportunities rather than you hunting down people for job opportunities and and it all sounds like it come, came back to giving your your you know your elevator pitch if you will or or your you know just you know your story so to speak and um you know that those are those are I couldn't say it better myself that like you know the power of of knowing who you are the power of uh, being able to articulate that story and then the power to, and the willingness to sacrifice to go out and, and grow that network to land that, you know, kind of ideal spot and location. I mean, that, that is like what I harp on, on the military transition, like that, that is the way to do it. Now, now to your point, you know, uh, it, it would be better if you were doing it while still in, or for the most part while still in and not living <laughs> in a buddy's closet, but, uh, but you were still willing to sacrifice, uh, and know what you wanted. So that's awesome, man. Yeah, I definitely learned a lot along the way, and uh, yeah, it would have been great to learn it earlier, but, um, you know, I just, you get better and better uh, as you go through the transition, and you know, you'll surprise yourself, take time to, to focus and give it all your effort. Yeah, so so um, do you have a, did, so, did, so let me ask you, so you got your 
uh, SPHR, uh, you were, you were, got, took the GMAT. Did you end up getting your PMP? Uh, no, I never got the PMP. Um, I'm just trying to get that right now, actually, um, yeah. when they reopen the testing centers. <laughs> but, yeah, I never, never got that. Luckily, at the time, uh, the companies I was looking at, they, they weren't particularly, um, I guess, weighting that very heavily. But, yeah, now I think, it, I think it'd be good to get. Yeah. But, I mean, I think the, the, my point uh, of that is, is, you know, we talk a lot of today's age of education and certifications and, um, you know, you got to have this cert, that cert, and that's what job requirement, uh, you know, is or preferred. Maybe it's not required, but it's preferred. And, you know, that's all, that's all good and great. And, and I'm sure you can attest, like, that's all true. But at the end of the day, that's all true if, you're the person on the other side, like looking, scrolling through, through, uh, you know, j- job description after job description or, app, um, you know, looking to apply and find that next job when you're doing it through a networking point of view, that, that, that job description basically can be rewritten to fit the person that they want, uh, so to speak on, onto the, you know, on the bus. So, uh, I, I think that's awesome. You end up landing in a, in a, in a, program project management job without having a PMP and doing it through networking. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I look at one, I look at my resume, you know, my old resume from that time and I'm like, wow, that needs a lot of work. And so um, I think it, it just came down to, yeah, being able to, to get in front of somebody and I, you know, just them seeing, Hey, this is a, this guy's, that's pretty all right, you know, and a lot of a lot of veterans will come and, and, and have tons of soft skills that, that you know hiring managers are gonna be willing to to uh to bring in just based on your, your personality and your fit. I mean it's always a lot about culture fit. Well this person fit with, with these with these groups of people um and at this company and that was bigger than, you know, whether I had worked with any technologies really. Yeah. So um, again, another key point. So, so having those soft skills and then and being that personality culture fit. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, that, you know, and, and I guess that's what I, you know, when I talk to veterans who, who go out and network and network and network or military transitioners, I mean, don't look at it as an, as a bad thing as you you're not a culture fit. I mean, that that's that that's you know, hey, I really wanted company X. I did all my research and focused on them, and then you know, well, they're not calling me back. Well, how'd the interview go or how'd the networking go? Well, it was a lot of just kind of moments of silence and gaps and not a lot of questions on you. Well, you just, you weren't a fit, you know? So that's better for you in the long run. You might've thought that's what you wanted, but at the end of the day, it probably wasn't a fit for you and you wouldn't have been happy either. So, so you look at it as a good thing and then you, you move on, you know, you, you move on to the next, uh, that next organization and for the people and you'd be surprised who you start connecting with, you go out there and network and what organizations you think you might like. And then you end up connecting with organizations that you never even knew of or thought of, or didn't think you would like. And you find that natural fit much better that way. Yeah, totally. And I, I think back to um, interviewing for a position to lead like groups of, of, of refueling trucks, uh, across certain states. And, uh, and in the interview, I remember them asking me, you know, I, I was pretty cool and collected and calm. And they had asked, like, do you ever get fired up about anything? And you know, really wanting me to, to uh, just to be more, I guess, yeah, just more aggressive really in the interview. I guess that's the type of person that might have been more suited in that role. And so I wasn't. So 
you know, has passed over for that role. And thankfully that, that wasn't really the environment that would have suited me anyway. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Again, another powerful, powerful statement there. So, so yeah, thanks for sharing that, that small example. So, um, so yeah, I guess, you know, at this point, what other, uh, you know, recommend recommendations do you have or any, um, you know, how you bridge some of the shortcomings. So you did get into this organization and it was mostly personality fit culture and soft skills. Like, like how, how did you bridge some of the shortcomings, you know, whether those were technical skills or just other skills that you didn't have uh, once you were in? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, for me, it was really like everything that had built up to that moment and, and that those interviews is kind of what bridged the gaps for me at, I think like having had gone through, you know, so many interviews by willing to just interview with, you know, the third party recruiters and interview for jobs that I might not have necessarily been interested in and like getting those reps in, you know, and again, getting those networking reps in too allowed me, you know, and having tailored my resume a thousand times too allowed me to tell those stories really well. Um, and so, I think that that bridges the gap of you know, we really don't interview much in the military. You've got promotion boards and whatnot, but um, you know I think just getting you know, getting all that experience in was was really really helpful, and that allowed me to just you know show my real personality in the interviews and um, yeah just be be down to earth and level headed and, and do well there. Um, so that was a big piece of it. I think I think that like informational interviewing was was huge. You know, before I, I went to do a lot of face-to-face stuff, I was on LinkedIn reaching out to veterans in every company uh, across all over and, and really just learning about what the civilian world was like and, uh, you know, what these jobs were like on the inside of these companies. And so having an understanding of that was super helpful because then you were able to, again, translate things, which is key. You have to be able to translate. If you don't do it right, it's going to sound, you know, watered down. They're not going to understand what experience you're really bringing to the table. Um, so yeah, translating really well, uh, definitely bridge the gaps. Um, yeah. And I think, I think mentorship too is a piece of that. Like having people on uh, in the civilian world that can mentor you, um, also helps get you up to speed. You know, American corporate partners, uh, does a long mentorship. They'll, they'll set you up with someone who really help you out there. And, and there's a bunch of other programs for that, uh, like Veterati and, and there's a LinkedIn group, the Veteran Mentor Network. So all those things coupled with, you know, researching resources uh, really, I think, gave me a leg up for sure. Yeah, so I know you mentioned, uh, you know, now we can highlight some of them because you mentioned Punker Labs, and that's more focused on the entrepreneurship, but it's still, it still allowed you to – to, you know, it's a group of veterans that allowed you to meet and greet. And then, of course, uh, yeah, on the mentor side of the house, I mean, I, I did ACP when I went through my transition and, um, you know, mm-hmm. I, and, and I, I'm fully in support of them. And, and and all this stuff will be in the show notes and Veterati. I mean, I still I, I, I dual hat on Veterati. I do mentorship and I still I'm a mentee on Veterati to learn, uh, you know, learn from other folks that are out there today. So, uh, yeah. And, and, and then it's it's you find your mentors for what they're good at and what they're worth, you know, not every, you know, it's not, you don't, you don't, 
you, the, the individual who might be a leader, good leader, so to speak, but might be bad at finances just because they're a good leader and they're good at mentoring and leadership. You don't ask them for financial advice. You know, you go to the millionaire for that, so to speak. So, uh, you know, you, you you find the mentors and, and for for what they're good at and don't over overwhelm them or exhaust them for and you and you know use them for what they're worth and provide value back to them you know um in some way shape or form and might take a little time to figure out what it is but uh, that's all part of networking um and then uh yeah i mean uh, that that's what this podcast about as as far as translating skills i mean that's what we're trying to do here is 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 help both sides understand each other a little bit more um, and bridge that communications gap. But, you know, the, the, the military people are, are, are the one percenters. So, you know, it makes uh, more sense for us to have to learn to speak the, the other lingo and, and tailor those stories uh, a little bit more. And that does take time. And, and, and I love how you say you go out there and do interviews and it's, it's not that it's like, Hey, I'm never going to do this job. It's just like, Hey, this might not be my number one job. If I were to, if I were to do 10 interviews today and you know, this one would be my, my last one on my list. But, but then again, you never know. It goes back into maybe it becomes a culture fit. You like them, they like you. It wasn't a product or maybe it wasn't a position uh, that you thought, but maybe they don't even give you that position Maybe they like you for another position or maybe that um, position is just an old bad job description and they have some more insight um, and, and kind of can update on what you, you know, what you'd be doing a little bit more. And, and then you end up being a culture fit. So you never know if that that last one moves up to be the first one. And then, like you said, you're getting your reps in in the process of doing it all, too. Um, so, so, you know, I couldn't encourage that more. Um, and, 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 you know, I don't know, I'd say don't get me wrong, practice, 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 but interviewing in front of the mirror and interviewing with your wife, I mean, maybe initially off the bat, but, um, you know, in the big picture, uh, it's not still not the same, you know, as doing like a real interview. So you just, you know, you don't, you don't, uh, if you think, you know, what the Super Bowl is going to be, so to speak, you don't, uh, you, you know, you, you get your, you get your pre preseason games out of the way first. So, uh, you know, I kind of don't know if I could put it any other way other than, than, than like that. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, even over the phone and you know, especially you know virtual interviews now, it's 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 definitely going to help a ton. Yeah, absolutely. So um, yeah, no, uh, you know, so uh, I know this will be you know I'll I'll be honest, I'll probably launch this as a bonus version coming up here. I want to clean it up real quick and get it out because I I do really believe the power of your story, especially with everything going on with with COVID nineteen right now. I mean, people have to be willing to adapt and and sacrifice, but. Uh, uh, you know, I want to give you a chance to to hit, uh, you know, kind of an open mic time. And, uh, and, and you know, I know, like I said, we, we talked about some of these organizations, but anything else you need to plug or any other words of advice or wisdom, uh, you know, the, the mic's yours. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've got a laundry list of just, you know, thousands of resource, resources. And, um, yeah, I think every every individual just has to definitely do the, do the research because there's so many things out there for you know, programs for veterans, nonprofits and all sorts of stuff. Um, but I think, yeah, during, you know, during the COVID crisis, uh, folks are going to have to get creative. You know, everything is, is now virtual, right? So, you know, virtual networking is what you're going to have to do. You can't go be feet in the street, you know, like I did. So, you know, how, how do you do that? I think informational interviewing, reaching out to folks on LinkedIn, on Veterati, on all these platforms, uh, are what you need to do, and, and that is your networking, and you're learning from people, and you're getting your name out there. Um, and I think that's going to be huge. You're getting into any any webinars that 
um, companies are doing, and you can meet people that way. Or, um, you know, I like to talk about um, um, hire our heroes, uh, and they have um, sort of they have some programs that can definitely get veterans in front of people right now virtually that, that are great. Um, and so I think those are where we have to get creative right now. Um, some, you know, some of the things I had mentioned uh, really, you know, with the informational interviewing, I think that one key that helped me through that, though, was um, there's a book called The Two-Hour Job Search that I found along the way that really, really helped me hone how to reach out to folks, you know, how to ask the right questions, um, and, and really get my stuff together to do that. Uh, I'm trying to find the author for that. But, yeah, The Two-Hour Job Search by Steve Dalton. I, I highly recommend looking at that one. It's a, it's a quick read. That really helped out. Um, and really the Veteran Mentor Network uh, on, on LinkedIn, the, the group there was, was huge. It's just a huge resource of, uh, of other veterans um, that you can reach out to uh, to get advice from. Um, and it's, it's a super helpful helpful virtual spot to, to be at. Um, I think shift.org was another, another great resource. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they basically have a, a foothold into various companies um, and they can get you on the phone with people pretty quickly. And that was an amazing resource that, uh, that I utilize. So I would like to recommend that one. Yeah. Um, no. Other than that, I think there's a, so many things. Mm -hmm. No, I was just saying that, that all this will be in the show notes too. So keep going, keep going, I'll, but I'll have it all. In the okay. Show notes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, if, I think there's things people don't know about, like, for instance, I didn't know that if you on Indeed.com select that you're a veteran, uh, there should be some sort of box that allows you to do that. That will allow employers to reach out to you directly for free. Um, and so employers pay to reach out to um, regular uh, civilian folks, but they can reach out to veterans for, for free if, uh, if you selected that. So it's super important to give yourself an advantage that way. Um, there's also there's also a way to get your resume reviewed by uh, people uh, at Indeed for free for veterans, uh, and they'll send you a 10-minute you know, video uh, giving you advice on your resume. Um, there's a there's a certain link that you would need for that. I have to dig that up, but that's a, a fantastic priceless resource there. Um, and, and those are some of the some of the good ones, really. I think I think um, yeah, if you just spend time researching, anybody can find. Uh, so many things to help help us out. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, Mike. Like I said, I'll, mm. I'll have all that stuff in the show notes, um, so so it'll mm. be there for the listeners. I appreciate you running down the list, and I I appreciate you taking the time mm. and sharing your story, man. I mean, I I really do think it's powerful, and um, you know, it's not about as much about like you said, hitting the streets, but but the willingness to be creative, sacrifice, uh, adapt, and overcome. Um, that that is. That is today, um, you know, and, and, and for those military transitioning who, who are sticking with the transition, you know, you're about to about to enter, you know, the, the, the force with you know, whatever 15, 10, 15 million Americans who have been, you know, at this point been been laid off and you're going to be bat doing battle for less jobs with them. So so figuring out that elevator pitch and getting out there um, is, is going to be it, in standing out in front of the crowd is it's just going to be that much more valuable, uh, you know, coming up in the future. Oh yeah. And, and it may seem, you know, somewhat insurmountable in, in this time to the crisis now, but you know, if one thing as veterans, we are is, is resourceful. And so, you know, know that 
you're going to make it happen. Oh, yeah. And, stay, and finding ways to stay positive, you know, whether it's karaoke and jokes mm-hmm. on the side or uh, or podcasts <laughs> right. or, or whatever, you know, whatever you have to do that that is natural and uh, and, and some and positive. So, uh, you know, do what you got to do. Yeah, exactly. Well, thanks. Thanks a lot, Mike. I can't say thanks enough, sir. I appreciate you, you know, coming out and, and telling us that story. And uh, hopefully it makes a difference uh, for some folks. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for bringing me on. All right. Take care. Play up. Play up. Play up. Hi, ho, lock and load. Thank you very much for this bonus episode of View from the Skies. Leaving the foxhole better for the next person. Take the time. Get on Apple. Rate, review. Uh, get get on um, Anchor. Leave me a voice message. I'd love to incorporate it. Your questions, your answers, uh, your concerns, topics you want to hear uh, into future episodes. And you can go on www.viewfromtheskies.weebly.com. Uh, to check out the blog, check out the links to the blog there. That's the launch page. Uh, I have some documents that I've been uploading that you can use during your transition in the document page, and you can find out uh, some of the other uh, some of the other organizations that I've been been podcasting with there as well. So so check it out. Thank you. Leave that foxhole better.